Boom. All right. And we're synced up. So a little bit of a different thing. First of all, everybody, welcome back to the podcast today. Um, another episode of Tay Talks. Been a while. Lots going on in the world today um, or like this entire month, year. It's just craziness. We're going to be talking about it today. A few things to start off. We're here with my girlfriend, Jill. Jill. Hey, everyone. Uh, so she's going to be on the podcast today. And why is because we're actually at home right now. Um, in our kitchen, uh, in our little podcast makeshift setup. We got some tea with us today, and uh, we're just going to kind of talk about, well, a couple things, obviously, everything that's going on in the world, as well as, um, like, a lot of people wanted to hear about Jill's perspective of what I'm doing for work, and also for you guys just to get to know Jill, my girlfriend. Her name's Jillian. Um, I call her Jill. You guys can call her Jill. Um, but yeah, we're kind of a different setup, but, uh, I first off want to thank everybody who's been listening. Uh, we have an, a tremendous amount of support and reviews on Apple podcasts. And I actually got an email from them saying like, Hey, you know, keep it up. Good work. So I want to thank you guys for listening, tuning in, uh, especially on the YouTube channel. If you're watching visually shout out to you guys doing that, that means so much to me. Uh, honestly, it's uh, my, one of my favorite things I get to do is the podcast is just talking. So thank you, everybody that's been listening, tuning in, reviewing. I appreciate it. First thing that we want to address and talk about as we got our tea here right now, uh, my dog's underneath the table, mound down on a toy, but <laughs> just kind of talk about everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, as far as, you know, where we are, I guess we could start there. So maybe Jill could start the, the story off of like, um, why we're isolated, like versus not being able to kind of even really go out. Yeah. So, um, Taylor and I, we decided to go to Florida. That was part of our Christmas gift mm -hmm. from his parents. And, uh, we ended up cutting the trip short, which I'm thankful for. Taylor was kind of saying on like, I think it was Thursday that he was kind of saying, you know, like we should think about coming home early. Um, and I was just kind of disregarding his comments entirely because I was obviously enjoying myself as I was away. Yeah, there was a lot of doubt there for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, you laugh, but it was. No, I know. And I know. like that was a shitty feeling. Like, like I was telling you, like, we need to get home. Like, we need to go home. Like, this is serious. I and think the thing was, everybody laughed at me. Yeah, I think the thing was, is like, we didn't really... I guess knowing that like we are healthy, I didn't really make sure you talk into the mic. Sorry. Yeah, like just you're talking off to the side. We just want to talk directly in. It's one of the biggest things with doing the podcast and everything is everybody who I'm podcasting has never done a podcast, so it's really frustrating because I don't have everything going into something called a mini, like a, a splitter system. So like if I don't have really good audio, it's really hard for me to mess with that afterwards. So I always tell people you're talking to an audience, not to me. So make sure your voice is into the mic. Yeah. So um, I guess like everything we had heard up to that point was, you know, people are really only in trouble, I guess, if they're immune system is kind of compromised. So knowing that we were healthy, I was just kind of disregarding everything that Taylor was having to say about it. And um, I really didn't want to come home. I was having a fun time there with him and his family. So was I. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think uh, things just kind of progressed really quickly, really fast. And that's when I started thinking like, okay, yeah, I should probably, we should come home. And that's when we started booking a flight. Yeah. Um, and that was like Friday night. And then we booked a flight home for Saturday night. So 
We got home late Saturday night, I guess early Sunday morning, technically. And we kind of, I guess because we're a little bit tanned and burnt, um, people are kind of looking at us differently. Yeah, I so, said that on Instagram today. Like, people are looking at you like you have two heads when you have a tan. Like, yeah. Jill, we went out to get groceries on Sun, like we had no food. We had to get food. Like we had to get food. So we wore gloves and masks and went to the grocery store. And um, like Jill wore makeup to cover up her tan. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of felt obligated to cover up my tan because I didn't want people thinking like, oh, my gosh, these people just came back from a vacation. And but I mean, yeah, like it, thinking back, maybe we should have gotten someone else to get us our groceries, but we really didn't have a choice. Obviously, we need food. Um, so yeah, we're kind of in self-isolation for 14 days and I don't want to go out. I, I feel weird going out, especially because I am tan. So, yeah, but not even so much like, I mean, to kind of broaden and talk about it, it's not even so much about not getting sick like ourselves. It's not about getting sick. It's about everyone just needs to stay at home, self-isolate and, you know, non-essential going out, traveling, stuff like that. Like, it's not about not getting sick. It's like, if you don't get sick, that's the right thing. Like, that that's that's the goal, right? It's not about us getting sick. It's about not going out, um, you know, whether or not we do have it, you transfer it, you get it from somebody else or something. It's just better that everyone right now chills, takes some time to self-isolate, and just kind of relax. And I saw a really cool thing today on Instagram. It was actually from somebody that I follow. And... And it kind of resonated with me. And like, you know, there's a lot of cons, a ton of cons that's going on right now that's happening with all this stuff. But there's some pros and we need to look at the pros. The pros being there's a lot of people that are getting to spend a lot of needed time with family and friends and stuff right now. And like, at least like even with me and you, like we don't get normally that time together. So Yes, it sucks being cooped up in the house, but it's also awesome because, you know, we're spending more time than we've ever spent with each other in our lives. Even though we live together, we, you know, just kind of cross paths most of the time because work is so busy for me and you. And it's just kind of insane. But and some other pros is, you know, in Italy, like the canals, there's fish in the canals that have never been in the canals. They're clearing up. Uh, our emissions, you know, the are like it's just it's saving a ton of that. Like there's not as much carbon being uh, pushed into the environment right now, so it's kind of cleaning itself. And I mean, not saying that you know it's fixing itself, but there's so many things that are there's positives to the negatives too, and you have to find the positives in every situation. And that being said, it's it's not the end of the world. It it is like there's so many people out there that talk about it, and we're not professionals and. I'm never, ever going to be one of those people. Like, there's a guy on the internet who works for a big influencer who has a big media company in the construction industry. And he was going on, and he was, like, in his car talking, and he kind of was just making a joke about it. And he's, like, telling people, like, oh, overreaction. Oh, yeah, better stock up on this because the coronavirus. And, like, he was just kind of making a joke about it. And, like, to me... That is just so stupid. Like, it is serious, and it needs to be taken serious. And obviously, I understand if your way of coping with things is making a joke or, you know, humor and stuff like that. But, like, at the end of the day, it is serious. It's killing a lot of elderly people, the grandparents and stuff like that. So, and not only that, you know, they're finding it now in younger kids and stuff, too, that have, you know, immune diseases, autoimmune diseases and stuff like that. And it's, it's a serious thing. So don't listen to anybody who's not a doctor, obviously, like... 
but just take it serious. Just take some time, self-isolate. There's so many people that went to Con Expo or all these other places that like are still just, they're out there and they're out working. And it's like, guys, like I have a business, I have a, you know, over a seven figure business that I have to run and maintain itself. And I'm able to do that. And I'm taking the sacrifice of not going to the office to sign uh, checks to do my paperwork to see my guides that I haven't seen in two and a half weeks. Um, I'm taking the time and sacrificing all that to stay at home. And it's a big deal. So if you're just, you know, you're one guy and whatever, take two weeks, like you need to isolate. And I'm just like watching these guys that aren't isolating. And it's just kind of like, guys, like take it seriously, you know? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is um, for us, like self-isolating has been a pretty positive thing. And I think it's nice to just not care about what time or what day it is. Um, yeah, obviously it's really, it's crappy timing for a lot of people for business and everything, but I think it's just kind of, you have to take a step back and realize your impact could affect so many people. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so to kind of get off the subject, I guess, of Corona for a little bit, um, maybe just tell people a little bit about yourself and like what you do for work and your kind of new venture and like your life. Yeah. So growing up, I was always a dancer. And a few years ago, I was training for a marathon. And An I exotic dancer. No. <laughs> she was 12 years old. Exotic oh, dancer. my God. No, no. <laughs> I was a ballet dancer. Um and I did all sorts of different styles of dance. But um, once you kind of graduate high school, that kind of comes to an end. Thankfully, in university, I was able to continue on dance. At the university I went to, which was Brock University, um, we had a dance team. So I was able to continue dancing for a couple years. Um, and then when I came home and moved in with Tay, that's when I started trying to figure out how I was going to kind of continue working out. Um, I ended up starting to run. I signed up for the running room and started training for a marathon. And then that's when I started feeling a lot of pain. Um, not to get too descriptive, but <laughs> my pelvic floor was just not <laughs> sustaining everything. So um, my doctor suggested finding like a lower impact workout. And that's when I was introduced to bar fitness classes. So... I immediately fell in love with it and decided that I wanted to um, kind of become an instructor. So I went to Toronto and I got my certification in bar fitness classes. And I've kind of ventured out and have started my own business in it. Yeah. What did you do before this? Where did you work? I was at a little local shop here in Ottawa um, it sells like olive oil and balsamic vinegar. So I was working on their website and social media and then also working in the storefront. So, um, I mean, it was just kind of like a, a good job for me to have. I was very comfortable and I think, um, Taylor was really the one to push me and kind of encourage me to find something else. And that's also why I found my passion in bar. Yeah. Well, I mean, the main thing is it's just like, you know, obviously, you need all sorts of types of people in the world. And like, it just was not, it's just nice whenever, you know, you have the luxury, excuse me, to be your own boss and that sort of end of things. And like that, that, that for me was like the push to see you do what you want to do, because that's the main thing in life is, you know, you want to have freedom. Like you don't want to wake up every day and, 
be told what to do. I mean, but you need people like that. Like, that's why it's hard, right? Because, like, you know, I remember whenever I was laboring. It's a good story. I remember when I was laboring with, you know, my old man, when my old man was running the business and I was younger, maybe 16, 17. Um, and I remember asking Corey because I always wanted to be a business owner because I always grew up around my dad who was an owner and, you know, he could uh, afford to do different stuff that maybe other people couldn't or he had the freedom to take time off that he never took, but he could if he wanted to. And I always just, I was exposed to that. And I remember asking Corey one day, Foreman Corey, um, who's still with us now. Oh, Jesus, I wasn't 16 or 17 then. Uh, maybe 20 then. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah, this is, yeah, maybe just 20 at the time. Um, and I remember asking Corey, like, why don't you want to, like, be an owner? Like, why don't you want to, you know, own your own business or do something like that. And he just was like, man, I just have no interest in the stress and the headaches that it comes with. I just like doing my own thing when I go home and turning up the switch and having my own hobbies and stuff to do. And like that to me, I remember hearing that and thinking like, holy shit, really? Like you, you don't want to have your own business. Like you, you don't like that just made no sense to me. So like, that's kind of like, you know, not everybody's wired like that. But I knew that Jill, like she just wasn't happy doing what she was doing. Like it was a great place to work and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it was just a retail job. Yeah, um, it wasn't long term or anything. And money I didn't see wasn't myself. good. Yeah, you weren't making good money. And you know, we need to advance in our lives. And, you know, I either, you know, people always ask me, are you threatened by your girlfriend making more money in you? And that that's like not the case. I actually want my girlfriend to make more money than me um, because I think that that's, you know, super attractive when a girl that takes it upon herself to like that's that's sexy. You know, when a girl works hard and, and puts that work out there, that's what I really like find attractive in a woman. And Jill is a super hard worker. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm attracted to her. But it just, you know, seeing her at the retail doing that stuff, I knew that it, that wasn't her thing. But at the end of the day, it was your decision. Yeah, totally. Um, I think, yeah, definitely I didn't see myself there long term. Um, my biggest thing was that I, I, like Taylor was saying with Corey, I was able to come home and turn off the switch. Before that job, I was an event coordinator for a major corporation and um, I wasn't able to turn off that switch. I was getting extremely overwhelmed with everything. The first thing that I would do in the morning was open up my laptop to see like what emails I had coming in, what I needed to do. Um, and I was just getting overworked. Um, I started to fade a lot and it was affecting my relationship with Taylor. It was affecting my relationship with my family. Um, needless to say, that job did not last long. So that's when I went back to retail and kind of just was very comfortable there, um, but definitely knew that, like Taylor and I have been together for almost five years, so I knew that I wanted to eventually venture out on my own. Five years too long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's always been a goal of mine to be my own boss. Um, I've always really liked the fact that, you know, you can create your own schedule. Everything yeah. that you're working towards are your own dreams. So if you want to truly succeed, you can f you can like get that fire under your butt and get going and get there right so yeah. that's kind of I saw Taylor working so hard and that's it helped me to leave my job and 
and do my own business. Yeah. No, no, no. And that's right. But it's like also too, like Jill, you like Jill has a really creative side to her as well. Like we were talking about the other night because like as being in quarantine, like some of the things that we're doing to get away from it and like kind of keep our minds off it is producing tons of content. And we've been on, like I've been on TikTok doing a lot of TikToks and stuff like that. And just like watching a ton of TikTok and seeing what works and which is basically just anything. Um, but one thing with Jill was like, we were trying to come up with ideas for her and what she could do and stuff. And like, we're like, but she's like, I, I'm like, Oh, let's do this. You know? And she's like, yeah, but like, I'm just not funny. And I'm just like, yeah, no, like you're right. Like Jill's not, Jill's not one of those people that is a funny person. Like you're not. No, no, not. A, and I remember like growing up, even watching like comedies with my family sitting on the couch. You hate comedies. And I hate comedies. Like I don't find, I'm not, I don't enjoy humor. Which is fucking weird because that's like my main thing. Yeah, no. And I, I don't know. I don't get it. And I don't know why I'm just, I'm not, I'm quite, I guess like stern. Like I'm just not a super fun person. No, but, and to be fair, like, like your childhood was much more different than mine. Your childhood was, was much more conservative and uptight. Like like your parents used to tell you, you know, when you sit down for dinner, pretend like you're eating with the queen. Yeah. Where my mom and and like everything, you know, knack and bold, like you put this on this, where I was more of like the rural kind of blue collar, right? Where it was like, like, oh, it's easier to use, you know, styrofoam plates and throw them in the garbage after. And what do you mean you're sitting with the queen? Like, obviously, there's still manners and stuff, but it's yeah. just that it was that contrast. And to be fair, like with humor and stuff, like you have more of your dad's tendencies, which your dad is a funny guy, but he's someone who finds humor and like, you know, like dad jokes and stuff like that. Um, and he's not so much a humorous guy where like, to me, almost like like if your dad spent, you know, if I was like my total self around your dad for like a week, your dad would lose his mind by day two because he'd mm-hmm. be like, holy fuck, this kid is like so fucking annoying. Everything's a joke. He doesn't take anything seriously. And like, I just feel like he wouldn't get the humor, you know, like I'll, I'd say something like, I don't know, like some dark joke or sick joke. And it would be like, man, what the hell? But like, that's the side that you got. I don't know, though, because my dad, like he grew up in Shawville. So he also has that side to him. Like, I don't know. I think I do see what you're saying. And definitely my childhood was like, it was all about manners. It was all about education. And I'm thankful for my childhood. Like, I think my parents did a really good job raising me. um, And my brother. There's no right or wrong way. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's just that's just it. It was just totally different childhoods that we had. And, you know, you guys definitely probably had a lot more like, I don't know, relaxed and funny. Like, I'm not saying that we didn't have fun times or anything. It's just totally different. And I think that's why I struggle with, and even like dancing, it was always, you know, like very uptight and proper and you walk in and you, meet the examiner like it was just I never played sports that were like fun it's just it's it's just a different way like people grow up different ways like there's people who grow up who weren't ever allowed like there's kids who weren't ever allowed going out and doing stuff like there's such like uh, yeah like I'm not there's no right or wrong way and that's not the point I'm trying to make the point I'm trying to make is that every family raises their kids differently right and it's just like I was raised a certain way. You were raised a certain way. Uh, The next door neighbor was raised a certain way. And the guy after that was raised a different way. But I'm saying, like, we were raised a certain way. It's just who we were shaped into today. Yeah, totally. Like, I grew up with, 
you know, like my parents were definitely more kind of like my mom was strict and stern and stuff like that. But as we got older, they grew up in the blue collar country times. Um, as I say, this, there's just a random golf cart going down into the playground. <laughs> um, you know, like they grew up in the country their entire lives. They didn't move into the city like your dad, your parents or, or, you know, your dad or someone like that. So like, you know, my dad has endless stories of, you know, drinking, driving after a party because that's just something you never thought of. And like just small town small town mentality right yeah, yeah. and it's just like that's why i have parts of that small town mentality and like i have a twang accent like a valley accent like more so when i'm at work and stuff not i try to hold back on the podcast because it's annoying but when i'm at work around my guys and stuff it really comes out right like let's give her let's just give her boys come on like let's go and like things like that where it's like it's just crazy the the comparison between how someone like you can can you know be born and raised as well as me and then how we can actually find it's just weird how it's like we're both attracted to each other when like we grew up completely different and we are completely different people I think that is the attraction though is the fact that we are so different um but yeah like I think I'm I'm attracted to your kind of like laid backness you know you're kind of laid back but like not laid back no, and you're extremely driven, yeah. but that's what I mean is like you you don't take things seriously. No, and, I don't. And you're always I wish we could talk about what we were talking about last night, but I'm not going to because that's a great example. Let's let's try to find a better example and I won't use that example. Um I don't know what a, be- a better example would be, but like okay, so let's say I have a girl on my Instagram, you know, looking at my Instagram or something where Jill looks at that and she gets upset. Um, that there's a girl on my Instagram that like commented or something where I am like, uh, that's just not even something that crosses my brain. And that's what she's talking about. The sense of laid backness where I'm just like, whatever. And And then she'd be like, well, what if a guy was commenting on my Instagram and stuff like that? This is a great conversation because this is really relatable for a lot of couples. Yeah. Um, and you know, and she would say that, like, what if a guy was on my Instagram commenting and stuff? And I'd be like, I don't care. Like, and she'd be like, you can't say you don't care. And I'm like, I, I honestly don't like, because first of all, I'm so psychotic in my head where I'm just like, that guy is not going to consume time in my brain. I'm not going to think about that because that is something that he's commenting and he want like, he's not going to take time away from me focusing on my work and what I want to do. Then my brain goes, why would I ever care about that? Because I trust my girlfriend. Like, I, I tell Jill all the time, like, this is a terrible example, but this isn't YouTube, it's whatever. I tell Jill, like, if there, if I was gone on the other side of the country and there was some guy who looked like Channing Tatum or Zac Efron that <laughs> walked into my house with a 12-inch fucking penis, and <laughs> there would not be a doubt in my mind that, like, my girlfriend would ever cheat on me. Like, Jill would... It just doesn't... That's not something that crosses my mind. Like, I have... like. That's my laid backness where Jill, yes, she trusts me and everything, but there's a sense in your brain that it's like, oh my God, like there's a girl, like, oh, you just get, you get hung up about that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, damn, why? Yeah. I don't know. I think like being a girl and having a lot of um, friends who are girls, obviously, like we kind of, we do talk about that stuff. And I guess it's just stuff that. I know is so pointless, and I know is just a well, time I mean, waster. Yeah, it's not pointless because it's not pointless in your brain. Yeah, but I know that, like, definitely I trust Taylor, and definitely I know that, like, the girls commenting on his posts, 
I know that they well, mean. We're not talking about actually this scenario. Like we're like no girls comment on my posts. Okay, but but I think like I just my brain allows it to go there, and I I think like I just need to focus on not letting it go there, especially having a business now. Yeah, but and that's one key word though that you're missing out on is like. That's business. Like I have a 90% male dominated audience throughout all my platforms. 10% is female. Like that's business. And, and like that's why like I have a huge separation between business and personal. Like I never tie personal emotion ever with business. And Ken White Construction, KWC2000 on Instagram is business. There's no personal emotion attached to it other than the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears that I have into it over the years. But as far as the people, like what people say, what kinds of people, this or that, it's that's business. They're adding to my engagement. I I want more girls on it. It's like that because my brain isn't thinking that, right? My brain yeah. isn't thinking, oh, a girl just commented on my thing. Okay, well, let's hook up with her. Like yeah, that's the, yeah. the furthest thing away from my brain. Like I always tell you, like, it's hard enough dealing with one relationship whenever mm -hmm. I'm never home and working all the time, let alone having a side piece on the side. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I do, I appreciate that you are there to remind me that, you know, like it's, it's not like that at all. But I just think it's crazy that you have to be reminded. Yeah, I agree. But like I you think said, maybe that's a girl tendency. I don't know. I don't know if that's like labeling girl, all girls. Cause I know there's be a girl listening to this. It'd be like, that's not all girls. I'm not like that. Yeah. I think my friends... Because it's just personal. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else really to add to that. Oh. Well, I mean, like more on the subject, you know, like, like what, like, I don't know what, like dive more into that. Like, why do you think that that stuff does kind of affect your brain and your life? I guess just seeing our society as a whole and seeing how many people cheat and kind of go behind people's backs. I think that's why my brain goes there is that it's not that I don't trust you. It's that I just don't trust our society as a whole. I think times have changed. Yeah, you said that before you said that you're like, yeah, but I don't trust, you know, that girl. Yeah, exactly. I, and that's exactly but what like, it comes why, down though? to. Who cares? I See, guess that's where my brain goes. It's like, you don't trust the girls. Who cares? You don't have to trust the girl. Yeah, I know. Because without me doing anything, the girl could, like, do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's where I don't understand. It's like, you don't trust the girl, but who cares? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I guess just, like, growing up and seeing different instances happen happening or seeing, you know, my friends get cheated on or what have you. Like, it just has what kind of... <laughs> it just has kind of, like, shaped shaped me and and made me realize like oh you know maybe it is something that bothers me yeah i also too like I, like and I, if any of my ex-girlfriends were ever listening to this then they would be like oh my god that's completely different from when i dated taylor um because all this thinking in my brain like it's totally new. Like before I met you, I was the jealous boyfriend, right? Like I would be so pissed that my girlfriend would be going out to a bar. I would be so pissed that my girlfriend wasn't with me. Uh, she was texting. I would always be looking on their phones, you know, and maybe it's because there's a sense of no trust there. But like I wasn't always like this. And I feel like when I was shown, oh, man, I just had a bunch of egos. <laughs> Okay, so, um, yeah, so I feel like when I was exposed to more kind of culture, like Western, more Western socially liberal culture is what I'll call it, 
um, like like Los Angeles culture, like you know the kind of more laid back liberal lifestyle. I'm not talking my political views, obviously. Um, I'm not saying I'm liberal or conservative. I'm just saying I'm socially liberal, and I wasn't always like this. I'm just so open minded now. Like, you know, there's so many things right now online with you know guys who you know their girlfriends are on OnlyFans. OnlyFans is a, a website where girls run their own businesses and you know they show themselves online um and guys pay monthly subscriptions to see them you know whether it's dancing in lingerie or something like that whatever and like i'm the sense i'm the type of guy where like that in a million years would never bother me like that wouldn't bother me but i know that if i were to do the opposite with jill and i were to you know like start working at a chippendales where girls were all over or whatever let's say i was even good enough looking to even do that but like, I know that Jill would have a problem with that. Where, like, I would just respect the hustle of any girl who's out there getting money, making her life work. Where, like, that stuff in my brain is acceptable. And, like, that doesn't bother me. Like, if my friend started dating a porn star, uh, I know everyone around here in this community that we live in would be like, oh, my God, you hear he's dating a porn star? Where, like, that to me would be like, dude, that's fucking awesome. I really respect the fuck out of that because I respect the fuck out of the adult industry, you know, the adult industry. Yeah, I think definitely like over the five years that we've been dating, um, I think I've seen your brain kind of become more open minded. Oh, yeah. And I think like every day you're just kind of um, more accepting of like so many and like encouraging it, you know, like you don't see things the way that everyone else sees it. And I think living in a small town, it's difficult. And I think that's also why I find it difficult to be a little bit more open-minded is because I do care about what people think about me. That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like I'm definitely trying to work on it, but, um, it's something that it takes a lot of time because I was always raised with parents who kind of wanted me to, uh, be, likable and and be kind of it's tough to explain but no like you're you're more in the sense of go get an education doctor lawyers teacher you know business owner successful business owner yeah. that's the that's the start like that that in their brain is the is the idea of success which they're not wrong yeah right well and even just like i remember like being raised and like being super polite, like all of my friends' parents would be like, oh my gosh, Jill is just so polite and, you know, like helpful and Which everything. Which is good though, like that's yeah. a really good thing and I yeah. want my kids to be like that as well, yeah. for sure. But, but I think like to, like, because I was so mature for my age and I think that's kind of where my brain is at, is that I'm finding it difficult now to be open-minded because all these people know me as like the, not like like the little polite Jill, you know, and, and now that times are changing and I am becoming my own business owner, I do have to be more open-minded and realize that there's going to be haters and there's going to be people who are jealous and I just kind of have to get over it rather than trying to fix it. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. And like, yeah, like, you know, like, like education, even in my house, like as far as going to college and stuff like that, like, like, you know, talking about how we were raised and stuff like that was never even an option for me was like not going to school. Like my parents made me go to school much as like your parents made you go to school. Um, but I feel like 
me being me being more open minded and venturing out and doing my own side of the business within Kenway Construction. At start, my parents were not open minded people. I feel like I have opened up their minds to be accepting of different things. Like my dad, um, ten years ago, if you told him that he'd be running every night, he'd be like, "That's stupid. Like, why would I do that? Like, oh my god, yeah, run. Like, all my buddies would make fun of me." You know, and now he's like getting his buddies are actually like, holy shit, Dave, like I started running like, wow, good for you, you know, because like that's the shift. And like, I feel like it took me actually being successful within my realm of industry, within my realm of work for my dad to actually be like, oh, shit. okay, like he's thinking differently than everybody else. And he's actually way ahead of the fucking curb. Like how many people have to actually walk up to my dad and tell him like, Dave, your son is like way ahead of the fucking curve, man. Like, holy shit. Like he's thought about Instagram and YouTube before any businesses around here were on Instagram or YouTube. YouTube still. But I remember our construction getting uh, Instagram three years ago. And around here, that was like, I was the first one. You didn't have Kavanaugh's, Tomlinson's, all the, uh, like all the Carson's, all these big companies. They weren't even thinking about it. They were still putting ads in the fucking newspaper. Right? And I just feel like, it's that sense of open-mindedness where, like, now my parents, I know they wouldn't push people to go to school. Like, I'm not going to push my kids to go to school. Like, that was never an option for me. An op- like, it was just like, I remember telling my parents, I don't want to fucking go to school. I hate it, mom and dad. I hate it. But my privileged white self, you know, got education paid for me and I went to school because my parents paid for it and I just smoked weed and got drunk all the fucking time and dropped out a year and a half later went out west worked out west on my own for a little bit came back a completely different man from the experience that I had from being out on my own which I talked about on Instagram um you know so it's just that aspect of it that like being open-minded is actually a really healthy thing but I mean you just it sucks whenever you have somebody who's so close-minded like a conversation um like and your parents aren't super close-minded people at all there's way more close-minded people in the life but like a good example is like I remember sitting down at dinner with your parents one like and I remember this and I remember them saying like but Taylor if you went to school you could have been the CEO of Microsoft or blah 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 if you went and got a business degree and like that right there is the type of thinking that I feel like you know, not at their age, but at like a young person's age coming into it can really hinder somebody. Because if you feel like that's the ultimate success, being a CEO of Microsoft, like that doesn't make sense to me. Because like my response to that, you know, not at the time, but now would be, first of all, I'm not playing the what if game because I didn't go to school. So whatever. And I'm successful because Success isn't defined by a role or a value of money. Success is defined within happiness. And I'm doing what I want to do every day. So I'm successful. I have a girlfriend who loves me. I don't care to be the CEO of Microsoft. I would hate that corporate world. I'm not a corporate guy. Like your dad is suited for corporate. Your dad is ultra successful at what he does. And I envy that. And I love having conversations with your dad about the corporate world because he knows so much about it. And we need that, right? But my thinking and the way that I think is much more not corporate, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, too, like, it's a generational thing. And I think... It is, yeah. Um, my parents, they, they had 
parents who lived through the depression. And I think that's why they were kind of super encouraging of their kids to go to school to become a portfolio manager or a doctor or an engineer or whatever. Um, but I think our generation is the one who's kind of shaping the world now. And I think there's huge... Much as their generation did too. Yeah, but I think there's even bigger transformations happening with our generation. Yeah, with online and stuff yeah, like that. And, yeah, and that's something that like my parents are just not overly familiar with. And so they don't really understand how you can even be successful online, right? Like they're still trying to learn about that and understand... I think they're still trying to learn like how I even fucking make money or how I do what I totally, do. Totally, you know? yeah. And I think when I did kind of tell them I mean it happened suddenly when I left my job um but when I did when I was talking about kind of you know quitting and whatnot um they were kind of like well how are you going to make money like what are you going to do and I I still had to explain it to them but I think it's just like you had to work with your parents it's me having to work with my parents you know and I think I don't know when we have kids like I think will be more accepting of anything that they want to do, but right? But at the end of the day, they're more accepting when you... like, And your parents are supportive of you yeah, doing what you're extremely doing. extremely supportive. And they are. Yeah. And they are super supportive of it. And they're much the same as me. When you talked about doing your own thing, you know, your dad and me, we do have some similarities there. And, like, the one thing that me and your dad both agreed on was, like, okay, that's good, Jill, that you're doing this. Now prove it. And that's the best way to show people how this new because everyone could talk about it right like oh you can make money online how easy is it to fucking say that it's so easy to fucking say oh i'm gonna start an instagram i'm gonna make youtube videos i'm gonna i'm gonna no you gotta change that to i am making money on youtube i am making money on instagram this is how i'm an influencer and own that title fuck the people who say influencer don't like saying that word and stuff you have an influence on people. That is the most awesome thing. That was a side note. <laughs> Anyways, but that's the best thing to prove people is by actually putting in the work because, and another thing that me and your dad always relate on is numbers don't lie. Like numbers do not lie. Like when I started making money, monetizing videos on YouTube, bringing in revenue to the business, like large scale jobs through the power of people that reach out through social media, that's when my dad was like, oh shit okay, you're not just talking crazy talk. Like, I don't understand it at all, and he still doesn't, but, you know, it's working. Like, this is nuts. Like, we're growing faster than we've ever grown at a healthy pace, um, you know? And it was just proving him that, listen, I can actually do it. There's there's money to be made with an open-minded, more different way of thinking about business in the 21st century, in the, ni- in the 20s. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think it's going to take a while for me to convince my parents and I'm still working on my no, business. But like right? that doesn't matter, right? Like, no, and it doesn't matter. Your parents are supporting you no matter what and you don't need to convince them, you know? No. And, and I like, am thankful to have everyone's support. Like yeah. everyone has been behind me a hundred percent. And I think that's where I am extremely lucky in my life is that I've had super supportive parents. Like no matter what yeah. I wanted to do I even I graduated a year early from university because I was like I'm just done I I don't want to do an yeah, extra that's year. That's true actually. Yeah, and they were cool. With they that. they were totally fine with it. So, I mean, yes, I had kind of like different parents than your your parents, but um, I think like now it it is helpful to have a supportive crew behind you to that's help you. That's the main you. thing in life is yeah. to make sure that you have the support. Like 
you don't have to understand something to give somebody support, you know? Right, exactly. And I think that's that's what we both have in life, right? And I think that's why what we do, it works well because we do we're aware that at the end of the day, we have the support that we need to continue on. And that's what kind of drives me is knowing that, okay, even if I do fall down or like, you know, I I can get back up because I do have the help from everyone that I have in my life. Right. No, I agree fully. All right. Well, um, that was rolling on for, uh, well over, I think it was 40, 40 something minutes. That's pretty good. First podcast. Maybe if anybody has any questions, comment them down below um, make sure to give a review, like, subscribe, all that stuff. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to follow us. If you're on Apple, Spotify, anything like that. Uh, any final words, Jillian? No, no, nothing at all. Enjoy your self-isolation time. Yeah. And stay healthy, isolate, stay healthy, work out. Um, you know, find stay... the silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. Find the silver lining. That's drop the mic. Okay. Thanks guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Take care.